Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, you just heard that former President Donald Trump was fined for uh, contempt of court for the judge's unconstitutional gag order. Unbelievable that that just happened. And Anthony Blinken is saying right now 10 Americans are still unaccounted for as he briefs from the State Department. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. It is Friday, 855-839-1210. We made it through the week. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. And what a friggin' week it has been. I'll be filling in for Mark Levin tonight, so please tune in starting at 6 p.m. and going all the way up till 9 p.m. So we're, we're together now for the next uh, five hours. And, of course, when the Phillies game begins at 8 o'clock tonight, uh, I will be on Levin's show. Levin is a Phillies fan. However, Henry will not be producing for me because Mr. Producer will be filling in for me, or producing for me. And I don't think Mr. Producer is going to be dinging the bell. Although, had we dung the bell last night, we only would have dung it how many times, Henry? Uno. No, just do the the sound, please. Oh, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Unbelievable. How long have we been working together? I thought you could read my mind now. <laughs> Not you quite. You could Not read quite. my mind, love. What a thought. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> by the way, Henry, I think you are a much more attractive woman than the woman who is now one of Maxim's hottest 100 women. I'm just telling you Oh, that. well, thank you. I'm flattered. It's the least I can say. <laughs> can we just play that clip one more time, please? Because uh, I got yeah. distracted by the speaker fight, which, and there's another update now. Byron Donalds is in the running. Uh, he'd, be, uh, he'd be fantastic. He'd be awesome. He's not going to get it because, again, Byron Donalds is not a go-along-to-get-along uniparty guy, so he's not going to get it. He'd be fantastic. Um, but nevertheless, this is, again, one of Maxim's 100 hottest women. They picked a dude, a man, that is a person with a penis, to be one of the hottest 100 women in America, according to Maxim magazine. Uh, and this is a little audio, including uh, the, the man and, and his son acknowledging just how hot his, his dad is. Talk to people. Um, you know, I was in I was in the 1.8 um, percent of transgender people who hid it from the world. Be vulnerable. Find some people who you can trust, uh, who you can talk to, and they'll support you. And invariably, everything will be okay. I told my truth, which was you know to, to help to help Dad out and and tell her story the best way that I could. To help dad out and tell her story the best way I could. She's yo daddy. Sorry, I just I still I still love that Chris Rock line, and I'll never I'll never not love it. She's yo daddy. Come on, Matt DeSantis. <laughs> what do you want me to start yelling it too? <laughs> I, kind of. I don't. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> Probably not a good idea for your career. I'm hanging on by a thread as it is. I don't need to bring you down with me. How the hell with it? If I go down, you go down too. <laughs> one for all and all for one. Why? I, I'm so confused by that clip. Why doesn't he refer to Danny as, a, as his mother? Because he's not his mother. He's his daddy. Yeah. But it, she's his daddy. He says she. She's your daddy. <laughs> I'm with Rich on this one. Like that. <laughs> I know it's like just a simple response, but it's true. It's, right. Well, Again, like, he has stop. a mom. It's not his mom. It's yeah. his dad. Don't exactly. you understand this? Yeah. No, I don't. I'm so confused. 
His mom is there can only be one mom, right? Well, you can have two moms. You can have two moms. Uh, That's true. Yeah, Uh, but 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 he but but right. But he's not saying that that's his mom because he has a mom, (laughs) and that'd probably be unfair to his mom. Right. A bonus mom. Mom number two. No, it's not a bonus mom. It's still his dad. She's still his dad. (laughs) I feel like I feel like I'm drunk right now. And honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that I was filling in for Levin, I would be drunk right now. It's been that kind of a week. By the way, I looked up that Danny uh, Ladelli, whatever the name was, um, played rugby. Wait, the the oh, hot the hot dude played rugby. Yeah, hot, She's Australian, isn't yeah, she? I mean, the yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Ma- as Maxim referred to Danny as. Can I just say one thing for the record? As my buddy Paul, who's. Um, uh, a great painter. He's doing some painting from here right now. Paul Hackett. He's a terrific guy. Uh, he said, that, and I just want to quote him. I hope it's okay if I quote him. He said, that is one ugly woman. <laughs> Actually, he said, that's an ugly ass man, which is true. I mean, that is that is absolutely true, Paul. Well done. Well said. Um, but, I, but I think Liz, so Liz Wolf, who is, in my opinion, a hot woman. I think Liz is beautiful. And she's got, you know, the tattoos and she rocks the leather pants and everything like that. And she, she her point is excellent. Like, you can't say woman, you can't even say hot anymore. So you can't, and you can't, you certainly can't put the two together. Like, I should go to prison for what I just said, calling her a hot woman. That should be something where I, I should be stripped of all my abilities to speak in America today. <laughs> Interesting that Danny makes the list, but Liz Wolf does not. Liz Wolf should make the list. A tragedy. It's an absolute, it's an outrage is what it is. Liz Wolf is A, a woman, B, hot, and and C, a woman. (laughs) The hell with it. Honestly, what am I even trying for anymore (laughs) at this point? All right. So Blinken is um, <clears throat> speaking right now about the hostage trade. I don't I don't know if I want to. Let's just jump in for a minute and hear what the secretary of state has to say. This is after uh, two U.S. hostages have been freed by Hamas. He's answering questions. So let's jump in. There is no doubt from my own my own travels in the region that one of the important things throughout this um, this very difficult period and since the attack, the unconscionable attack by Hamas, uh, is uh, to continue to find ways for countries to cooperate, coordinate, when it's um, in their interest to do so. And we'll continue to look to that. A- any cooperation that, um, that we can elicit that facilitates the release of hostages, any cooperation that we can elicit that secures the provision of humanitarian assistance, to uh, the men, women, and children in Gaza who uh, who, who so desperately need it, um, we're, we we work on that every day, and I think um, we can say that we we've, we've seen some of that cooperation. The broader question, though, I think is uh, usually important because what's abundantly clear is the vast majority of, of countries, the vast majority of people, want the same thing. Uh, they want a region where countries are, are working together, where relations are, are, are normalized, where there's gr- greater integration, where people are uh, working together, studying together, traveling, doing business. Um, the overwhelming majority of people want that. And we want to see as well the rights and aspirations of the Palestinian people fulfilled in the context of that kind uh, of region. And that's one vision, and it remains very much alive in every conversation that I had. The alternative is equally clear, and it's very stark. It's Hamas, it's Hezbollah, it's Iran. It's destruction, it's death, it's terrorism, it's darkness. So the more we are able to make real that first vision, the more I'm convinced that that's the vision that everyone, or virtually everyone, will subscribe to. So even as we are working through this challenge, this crisis. It's important to keep that vision alive because it's important that people know that there is an alternative and and that everything that they hope for and that they aspire to is going to be best addressed through what I've just described, uh, that first vision. We'll continue to do that. Jennifer. Thanks, Mr. Mm -hmm. Secretary. Um, What can you tell us about the condition of these two Americans who have been released? What is their, their health status? And do you have any details on the condition of the Americans who are being held hostage? Have you seen any proof of life on them? And then on the Rafa crossing, what is the holdup in operationalizing this deal? And will we see it open this weekend? 
Um, I can't speak to uh, the condition of the uh, two hostages who were just released. Uh, first, out of respect for their privacy. Uh, second, because we haven't had a chance yet, maybe it's happening as we speak, to get our own team uh, in there to, uh, to see them, to, uh, to evaluate them, and most importantly, uh, to um, reunite them with their loved ones. So I'm sure that will that'll, that'll come out in the, in the hours, certainly the, the days ahead, but I don't have anything for you on that now. Nor do I have anything for you on the, uh, the status of or condition of um, Americans who continue to be held by, by Hamas. Um, with regard to the, uh, to the Rafah crossing, as you know, when uh, some of us were traveling together in the region over the past week, um, getting assistance moving was among my top priorities. And we worked very hard with the, uh, the government of Israel, uh, the government of Egypt, uh, to do just that. And we secured an understanding that um, we would develop a plan to move assistance. Um, that understanding was cemented by President Biden when he was uh, in Israel and also speaking to President uh, al-Sisi of Egypt. In the time since, we've been working relentlessly with Ambassador David Satterfield on the ground, working with the United Nations, with Egypt, with Israel, to put that into motion. Uh, and my expectation is that you'll see that moving soon. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Okay, that's the latest on that. Uh, 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in today on everything we are discussing on the show. Um, There is another update on the speaker's race. Let me share that with you at the moment. Um, As of now, the known Republican candidates for speaker are Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma, Austin Scott of Georgia, Jack Bergman of Michigan, Byron Donalds of Florida, while Mike Johnson of Louisiana and Tom Emmer of Minnesota have been making calls. That is the latest on that. And McCarthy just endorsed Tom Emmer. Uh, Tom Emmer. Okay, so, you know, I, I've heard good things about Tom Emmer. I'm not an expert in all things Tom Emmer, obviously, um, but I've heard I've heard decent things about the guy. So perhaps maybe Tom Emmer is um, a, a, an option here. Maybe he's a, a possibility. Um, he's the Republican whip. Okay, so he's obviously a McCarthy ally, which, again, in and of itself is not is not a terrible thing. If I mean, so this guy... Um, uh, uh, what's his name? He used to come on the show all the time and doesn't anymore. Well, uh, what's his name? You know, uh, um, Reschenthaler. Reschenthaler. Thank you, Matt. Reschenthaler. He's 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 also a uh, one in leadership. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you put in conservatives to become uh, as part of the leadership team, and and you do that so that you can get these guys to be able to, um, uh, you know, get the votes. So uh, well, that's we'll see what where that goes. But it, it's clearly a mess. I mean, it's clearly a mess, and and a lot of this is still because they want to punish Matt Gates. They want to punish Matt Gates, and and McCarthy again today um, said the entire country screamed at him, and the entire country would like to scream at Matt Gates. This is not about Matt Gates. This is not about Matt Gates. I don't know how many times I can say this. It's not about Matt Gates. But here's former Speaker Kevin McCarthy today. Cut number ten. Oh no 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 no. Um, I was at the mic. I was speaking, and Matt Gates tried to interrupt and say, "So I told him to sit down." And he sat down. What's your view? I think. No, I told him to sit down. I, th- I think the entire conference screamed at me. People are, listen, we, the whole country, I think, would scream at Matt Gates right now. Remember, it was a crazy eights led by Matt Gates and every single Democrat that put us into this situation. Uh, we've never been in this situation before. But how do you have 4% of your conference remove a speaker when 96% are there? This is why we're here. He had no plan afterwards. Now we have Israel at a war, questions whether Congress can act, uh, questions where we'd be able to go to select a new speaker. I mean, it's a difficult situation driven by one person for his own personal beliefs, his own animosity towards me, and his concern about what's inside an ethics complaint that was filed before I was even speaker. Doesn't it sound like it's more about the fact that you have a problem with him than he has a problem with you, but he can't get over it. He can't. I mean, that's the thing. He can't get over it. Kevin McCarthy cannot get over it. So America is suffering right now, not because of the eight people that took out Kevin McCarthy. Uh, America is suffering right now because of the fact that uh, Matt Gates is still being punished, even though when I played this earlier, I'm going to play it again. Matt Gates offered to leave the House of Representatives.
in exchange for Jim Jordan becoming speaker. So the the anger and the outrage against Matt Gates at this point is just nothing more than an excuse. Cut number nine. So we've made them an offer. The eight of us have said that we are willing to accept censure, sanction, suspension, removal from the Republican conference. We, of course, will remain Republicans. We will continue to vote with Republicans on Republican principles. But if what these holdouts need is a pound of our flesh, we're willing to give it to them in order to see them elect Jim Jordan for speaker. Okay, that's that's what he's willing to do. So he's willing to do that. And we can't we can't move on. Apparently, we can't move on. Now, CNN is reporting just a few moments ago that uh, Judge Engeron supposedly warned Trump about possible imprisonment for violating the gag order. The gag order that Trump has apparently been accused now of violating, which has led to a $5,000 fine. The former president used social media to attack a clerk for the judge in his civil fraud case and left a copy of the post online for weeks. Ooh. The president voiced his First Amendment rights and, and criticized somebody, a dedicated public official, a dedicated public servant. This judge... This is the this is the I mean, you you realize there's two gag orders here. There's the gag order that Donald Trump has on the federal level. Now there's the gag order that Donald Trump has in the state of New York. So the state of New York now going after Trump for saying he attacked his uh, his court staff and because he left the picture up for weeks. And they're very, very happy about this. I mean, they, they, they love this. They love to go after this guy in every single way. All it does, of course, is 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 help Trump. It helps him at the polls. Trump is the only candidate in a new national poll, the only candidate, I'm going to share this with you right now, that just came out a short time ago, with double-digit support. Double-digit support, leaving his primary opponents in the dust. So the question I have is, how is any of this hurting him? It's not. And when the judges go after him like this, all it does again is help him. Former President Donald Trump's uh, donors, uh, I'm sorry, big money GOP donors are bailing on the Republican primary field as Trump surges. That story from John Dougherty at conservativebrief.com. They're bailing. They're bailing. Because, and the reason why they're bailing is because uh, they know that none of these other guys can catch up to him. So at some point, you stop throwing good money after bad, as it said. Yes, Trump called the law clerk uh, Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. <laughs> That's that was the that was the attack. Well, look, if I if, if a woman I get it. I mean, nobody wants to be confused as Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. So that that really is an attack. If you think about it, that's, Chuck Schumer is just slime ball and he's so unattractive that to, to say that a woman is, is his girlfriend is, in fact, truly slanderous. It's one of the worst things you could ever say. That's the that's the big attack on this law clerk. He, he, he accused her of being Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. She probably had to spend the entire time, the entire weekend telling her friends, like, I'm totally, like, not his girlfriend, okay? Like, he's disgusting. He's disgusting. And Trump is, like, totally wrong here. Like, I would never date him. Like, look at him. He's gross. So I can, I, I, I guess I do kind of feel for her in that sense. I do, I, I, I feel sympathy for her. Nobody would want to be confused with Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. See, you won me over. At first, I thought the judge would, was just policing what was clearly a joke. But yeah, I guess you make a good point. You wouldn't want to be known as Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. No, this judge is a hero, Matt DeSantis. <laughs> this judge is a hero, and he deserves all of our praise. <laughs> He's defended this woman from one of the most grotesque, heinous attacks any woman could ever have in life, being accused of being Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I really do. I give up. If it wasn't for the fact that it was Levin's show, I would crack open a bottle of bourbon right now. <laughs> but I can't do that show drunk. I could do this show drunk. I've done this show drunk. I would <laughs> I'd do it in a heartbeat. But I can't do that. I feel an obligation of sobriety for that one. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you right now. Hey, please tell me that I'm just, I'm still in a coma. <laughs> Just 
I know we've got Victoria Coates on, so we're going to get very serious in just a few minutes, getting her reaction to the speech last night. But Rob Schneider is the best. I love Rob Schneider. Um, This is a little audio clip of him on the Adam Carolla podcast. And it's a great question. Where are the ramifications? Like like, Trump gets in trouble for making a a joke about the law clerk being Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. We have this guy now who's going to prison, this guy Ricky Vaughn on Twitter, for um, putting out a joking meme telling people that they could vote for Hillary Clinton by text. He's going to go to jail. He's going to jail for this in the United States of America. It's outrageous. It's truly outrageous. And where are the ramifications to all the people that locked us down, took away our freedoms, and really, truly, I mean, played a huge part in destroying this country? Where are their ramifications? What happens to them? Anything? Does anything happen to them? Cut 15. I got to tell you, you know, I got more people who would listen to us when we were getting into it very hot and heavy the last couple of years. I'll be call- I would pull over on the side of the road driving somewhere and we would get into a conversation and people were so grateful that we were talking about this. And I think where are the apologies? Where are the repercussions for these who were locked us down and and the teachers unions did they just get away with everything? Is there yes. that's what tyranny is is when people empower do horrible things and they don't have any consequences for their actions. Well, uh, it's whoever has the scribes who are writing the history mm-hmm. are the people that get to move forward with impunity. Well, they're right. I mean, they're both right about that point. The, the scribes who are and, and, and these people will never get in trouble because they want to be able to do it again. And so if anybody's ever held accountable for this, they won't be able to do it again to us. And they want to do it again. In fact, they're itching to do it again. They'd love to do it again to us. I mean, the the minute and this is why every time I start hearing about the covid nonsense again, I just start shaking my head because I know exactly what you know, which is that these these people, these individuals out there would love to turn around and say, uh, stay in your homes again. And it's nothing it's nothing more. It really is. It's nothing more than their own just obsession with power, with absolute power. They love power. They, they, they are obsessed with power. King Philip the Unaccountable. All these guys. And they love the notion that they can maybe shut you down and lock you down again in your homes at the, at the blink of an eye. And, they, and, and it, it, it makes them feel good about themselves. It does. It, it, gives them, it gives them a sense of purpose in their life. Because that's what tyrants do. Tyrants love to be tyrants. Tyrants love to be tyrants. Let's just be honest. Let's call it what it is. Tyrants love to be tyrants. And they love, they love their tyranny. And if they can if they can execute that tyranny again on you, they would do it uh, without without even blinking an eye. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten is the number if you want to weigh in on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We'll talk to Dr. Victoria Coates coming up. But my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, this is there's never been really a better time to get down there and see them with incentives they have starting at five thousand dollars, going all the way up to eleven thousand dollars off a beautiful Volvo in stock, new pre-owned. Uh, lease. I'm in a great lease program called Care by Volvo. I love driving a Volvo from Cherry Hill Volvo, and you will too. And the reason why you're going to love driving it is because these cars are fast, these cars are safe, and these cars have all the latest technology. Technology that will keep you and your family safe and make you look good at the same time because these cars are stylish and beautiful. Bridget drives the XC90. Now, that's the family car. You don't want to be driving around a minivan, not this day and age. You want to have a beautiful car like a Cherry Hill Volvo XC90 with that third row for the kids to get around in style and make sure that everybody is nice and safe because safety matters. So whenever we go down to our trips down to the Grand Hotel of Cape May or if we're going to go down or drive up, I should say, to see Bridget's family in the Adirondacks, yeah, that's what we do. We load them up into the in, into the XC90 and we get there uh, and, I'm, and I feel very confident on the road because there's a lot of crazy people out there. So what you want to do today is you want to reach out to my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. It's where relationships matter and they prove that every single day at Cherry Hill Volvo, every single day. Judith Yosef, the entire team, would love to see you and to take great care of you. And if you want a certified pre-owned Volvo, uh, these are like new cars that go through impeccable, impeccable safety checks. And they have to meet hundreds of different standards in order to be sold as a certified pre-owned Volvo. So my question for you is, what are you waiting for? Reach out to them today. Just go to Cherry Hill Volvo Cars right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Remember, we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo studio. So in this age of cancel culture, please, please remember that they stand with us. They stand with us.
and you should give them uh, your support as well because that matters. It really does. And if you want to get into the Great Lease Program Care by Volvo that I'm in, where you can get a new Volvo every five months, every five months experience that new car smell, well, do it at Cherry Hill Volvo because not all Volvo dealerships are the same. And one price, one payment gets you your, your the, the car payment, insurance, prepaid schedule, maintenance, tire and wheel care, 15,000 miles annually, excessive wear coverage and more. And after five months, you can keep the car, you can turn it in or you can get a new Volvo or cancel the lease altogether. It really is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. I know Victoria Coates knows whose music this is. I'm sure she does because she's <laughs> such a Phillies fan. Come on, who, you, you know it's... Bryson Stott. Yeah, you see that now. Just for the record, I knew it too. Thank you. But Henry has to say in my ear, in my headphones, I'm coming back with, what's his name again? Bryson Stott. Right, his music. Like, shut up, Henry. I knew that. Don't tell me that. Come on. Uh, It's great to have you back on the show. It's great to have you back on the show, Doc. Of course, Dr. Victoria Coates is the former Deputy National Security Advisor to President Trump and the the Vice President of the Davis Institute for National Security and Foreign Policy at the Heritage Foundation. She's also an author. She's the author of David Sling's A History of Democracy in Ten Works of Art. David Sling. Uh, First of all, I thought that speech was a rambling mess last night. It infuriated me how he's tying Israel aid to Ukraine, and I, I just think it's a it's a cheap cheap tactic oh it's it's just another trick it's like trying to you know attach it to the omni must pass spending uh abomination at the end of last year you know what the tricks they've been playing with fema with disaster relief for americans uh and then they they pretend that they're sweetening it with border security but the provisions that are in it have nothing to do with actually securing the border they have to do with processing more migrants and giving them more quote-unquote humanitarian aid both of which are in there uh and if you you know if he wants to sweeten republicans on the border deal what he can do is instruct chuck schumer to take up hr2 which is the most rigorous comprehensive uh immigration legislation passed in well over a generation earlier this year in the house he can have schumer take it up get it passed through the senate and he can sign it into law but short of that you know this is this is just playing games with immigration with disaster relief with israel it's 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 a mess it is an absolute mess. You are 100% right about that fact. And I think that people are uh, are angry today at this point in time that we, we still cannot seem to get 
an up or down vote on these things and then tying them together in that way is such a cheap way for people to hide behind uh, what the more controversial vote, which is Ukraine funding. Uh, and then tying it with that over Israel so that these Republicans can go back to their districts and say, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't want to do Ukraine funding, but I had to because it was tied with Israel and we have to support our closest ally in the Middle East, Israel. It, 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 it's again, it's, it's a scam. And I, I think people are seeing through it. I, th- I think they have to be at this point. Yeah, it's, it's blackmail, pure and simple. And if you start to break down the numbers of what's actually in this thing, it's somewhere between 105 and $106 billion, uh, which is, is just another eye-watering sum that we're, we're laying out here. And That's billion with a B, it, right? Just to just make for B, those yes, of us billion, following at home. Billion with a B. Yeah, we had $100 million for the Palestinians over, uh, last week when he the president was in, in Tel Aviv. But this is $105 billion with a B. And 60 of that billion, so well over half, goes directly to Ukraine. Uh, I believe there's 14 each for Taiwan and Israel, so that shows you where the priority is. Then there's an additional slightly less than 10 billion for what they're calling humanitarian aid. And that breakdown is not clear, but the topics are the potential recipients listed in there are, again, Ukraine. So you could have somewhere between zero and nine billion additional dollars going to Ukraine. Gaza, same thing. They could be getting another big pot of money, uh, the border. So illegal migrants could be taken care of. And then Israel is list, listed, listed, but we traditionally have, I mean, not for years, have given humanitarian aid to Israel. Uh, so I'm not quite sure where that's coming from. Obviously, if they need it, be happy to provide it. But but that's, you know, I think that's a canard because it would probably be a pretty small amount. But it's it's a way to funnel more money to Ukraine, Gaza, and the migrants. You know, exactly right. That's such a great point that you said. And and this is something that nobody's really talking about, which is Israel's pretty good about taking care of it uh, of itself. I mean, Israel's capable of protecting itself, and Israel has money. and uh, And 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 the the case for why Israel would need our money, or the case for why Israel would need our military support. And I understand the United States. The argument about us being in the region that I understand. But that Israel is not Ukraine in that sense. These are two separate countries. These are two separate conflicts. And then also for Biden to equate what Hamas wants to do to Israel to what Putin wants to do to Ukraine is if if they're the same thing. Uh, I mean, that's a ludicrous uh, uh, correlation there, is it not? Oh, it's completely ludicrous. And you're absolutely right. Uh, Obviously, it is good for the United States to be present, to be clearly standing with Israel uh, and, you know, having the Houthi pot shots uh, intercepted by our carrier groups in the eastern Mediterranean is the case in point. That's another layer of protection for Israel, which I think we should all very happily support providing. So you've got you've got that. But then the other huge difference here, Rich, which people also aren't talking about, is why is that $60 billion for Ukraine being burden, burdening the American taxpayer? I mean, why is that not coming out of Brussels or Berlin or Paris? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Ukraine has wealthy neighbors. And, you know, this explosion of violence in Israel and the potential for larger conflict in the Middle East is going to make us uh, or put us in the position of having to make hard choices. We cannot do both of these. They've already announced that a, uh, a a stockpile of ammunition that's here in the United States, not the one in Israel, but that was supposed to go to Ukraine is now going to go to Israel. Now, I think that's a good thing, but I'm sure the Ukrainians were depending on it. Uh, and so instead of trying to source that kind of thing to the Europeans, who sure as heck are not going to help out the Israelis, uh, you know, why wasn't that already in place? Why are we perpetuating this dependency on the United States when we are the ones who are going to have to be in, you know, first on Israel and then, God forbid, we have something happen in Asia? Yeah, OK. And, and, and also, too, Hamas wants to wipe Israel off the map. I mean, Hamas, Iran, Hezbollah, they, they want to exterminate the Jewish people. They want to destroy Israel. Vladimir Putin does not want to exterminate Ukrainians. I mean, this is a geographical dispute. They're two totally similar motivations or two totally similar conflicts or two totally similar regions of the world. I mean, not similar. I'm saying opposite. I'm using the wrong word here. Uh, and 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 to equate them to say that like Putin is the same thing as Hamas, I'm not and and I, I'm not like a, like a pro-Putin guy here, but at the same time, his goal here is not 
to go in and and to start sending Ukrainians to to gas camps and 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 to to see them wiped off the earth. Like Hamas is that's their goal to do with the Jews. It's it cheapens the 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 moral integrity, the the, the moral purpose of this uh, to to equate these two, in my opinion. Well, and also, you know, just the strategic priorities for the United States, because we have to have strategic priorities. And Israel is one. You know, I'm not going to be in the business of saying nice things about Vladimir Putin, because I do think there, you know, there is he is trying to assimilate Ukrainians into into Russia. That's why he's, you know, forcibly abducting all the Ukrainian babies and issuing them Russian passports, which is pretty ghoulish behavior. But he's not beheading them. So, you know, I think I think you have a point there. I would just say, you know, nothing he's doing is is good or positive. I would just say Israel is as one racks and stacks issues and problem sets. It has to command the attention of the United States. And the other thing is it commands broad popular support. Our friends in the squad and all of the anti-Semite anti-Semites on campus notwithstanding, most Americans who are decent, reasonable people support Israel and support our partnership with Israel and understand how much it gives to us. And so if they wanted to get an Israel package through fast, send a very clear message to the world that that we are not going to be sitting on our hands or playing games with this, but but the Congress overwhelmingly, the Congress can't do anything, overwhelmingly passes this package, I think it would be just a huge shot in the arm for the Israelis when they need it the most. And it would pass. But that's the thing. The, oh, yeah. if, if it would it would it would pass without question. But if they did the same thing with an up or down vote on Ukraine funding, it's it, it, it may not pass. And that's why tying these two to, together infuriates a lot of people, because it, it it's just not the right thing to do. I mean, we've talked about this so many times. And I talked about this with EJ and Tony the other mm-hmm. day, your buddy who knows less about the Phillies than I do. <laughs> uh, we we got to stop. But he's a very, putting- very good economist. He's a wonderful economist. Uh, I think he had he wouldn't even know uh, Bryson Stott's song if it, if it hit him in the face. Am I right about that? <laughs> that that's probably true. By, by, is it Bryson or, 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 or Byron? What is it? No, Byron Bryson. Donalds. He's running for speaker. Never mind. Sorry, I get confused. Uh, I mean, putting these things together in these votes, whether they're continuing resolutions or they're omnibus bills or they're these joint these, these these joint military aid bills, is the problem. It's literally the problem that we're dealing with on Capitol Hill right now. It's part of the reason why I think Jim Jordan did not get the, is not going to become speaker. Uh, it's because he wants up or down votes on these things to separate them out and have debate on them the way it's supposed to be. And it, th- there's so many people in Washington who are afraid of that happening. And and this is something we've talked about so many times, Dr. Victoria Coates. No, and there's no may about it. I've heard from a number of members of the House who say this thing is dead, dead on arrival if they try to run it through. Uh, try to run it through as, as a single package, and, and there will be a laundry list of reasons why uh, that that is the case. And I don't know that Byron would be, not Bryson, but Byron would be <laughs> any more or any less strict about demanding uh, demanding that these things be separated out than, than Jim, because uh, he's a pretty rock-ribbed Republican. So, you know, if he, if he were to become Speaker, I think that that situation would not necessarily change. But, you know, the fact that the Senate is just obviously taking instructions from the White House, forging ahead with this. And instead of asking them to vote on 14 billion, if that's the correct number for Israel, they are, you know, creating this monster and, you know, forcing everyone to sort of eat it all in one sitting. And I just, it's, it's outrageous to do this to Israel, uh, given what they've just gone through. It's outrageous given that we still have American citizens being held caught you know, hostage two weeks later to not make that the top priority, you know, and 30 Americans dead or 31 at last counting. You know, how can this not be, you know, the first thing that the Congress should be looking at? Let's talk about Iran for a moment. Um, I think everybody's nervous about where Iran stands in all this. And something that I think does not get enough attention is the axis that has been formed here between Russia and 
and Iran and China. And we don't talk enough about that because, again, you know, the, the, the idea that, that China is, not, is anything but our bestie here. Uh, Joe Biden wants everybody to have this illusion of that. But that's not the case. Of course, we know that Iran and China are very, very close friends. Where does Iran stand in all this? And, 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 and what do you think would be the result of if there was going to be military conflict involving Iran? What does that look like for the world? Yeah, it looks it looks terrible. And one of the things we're seeing already emerge are very volatile energy uh, prices because the Biden administration has tolerated an additional three million plus barrels a day of of Iranian oil on the international markets. And they they are depending on that supply. And, you know, I'm, I am strongly opposed to it and would be using U.S domestic production to make that up uh, if I were making the decision. But the problem is now that decision is out of the Biden administration's hands and the world gets very nervous when, you know, a a major supplier now like Iran is again, is threatened with upheaval in terms of, you know, a regional war. So we're potentially looking at very significant disruptions in energy prices, which, you know, it, it would be disastrous for our economy and its weakened state, terrible for the American people and completely unnecessary, I might add. Uh, you know, that said, the Iranians also get a vote in this. And so they are being very provocative. Uh, they're not doing enough to really provoke a massive response directly at them, but they're poking a little bit in Lebanon and the Houthis are firing off a couple of things. And there's a little unrest in West Bank. So they're certainly dangling the possibility out there that this could be a multi-front war. And I think in that case, their goal would be really to exhaust the uh, Israelis over time, that, that, that eventually, you know, they're going to run out of people, literally, if they're going to have to fight on a whole bunch of, of different fronts and that the country would become exhausted with the effort. And so rather than straight out annihilation uh this seems to me like the iranians are playing a game of attrition and that's why you know robust direct non-politicized u.s support is so important when we when we talk about the state of refugees too and and by the way before i get into the, the question of jordan and uh and and what king abdullah said to the palestinians mm-hmm. i have a real problem with the fact that the chairman of the senate foreign relations committee bob menendez was helping egypt and helping egypt in a way that compromised possibly american national security certainly compromised the expectations by the united states that egyptian funding would be tied to human rights uh and their record on human rights and that this guy is still the chairman of the senate foreign relations committee and i know that chuck schumer has said he's not going to be in the meetings but how can we trust this man with any information and being the chairman of the senate foreign relations committee where i i I presume you have access to what the united states of america is thinking on all these internationals that he's not going to call up his buddies in egypt and and give them a heads up well you know it, it it is gobsmacking to me that the democrats will tolerate this kind of you know sort of gross and blatant uh, corruption, and as we've discussed, you know the Menendez case thinks to high heaven from all sorts of different different angles. Uh, but I think, you know, in terms of his retaining a security clearance, you know, they, they do this with all sorts of people. I can only imagine how bad Rob Malley's uh, infraction was that they finally actually suspended somebody for for spilling classified information. So I think it's it's deeply dangerous. Uh, If you remember, then chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, Joe Biden, actually took classified documents out of the Senate uh, because those were some of the documents that were found in his various caches of classified information in his homes and offices. So so maybe there's a little history here of of being being pretty sloppy with this material. But why Menendez would have any access at this point and why he hasn't been removed from the committee, you know, is is shocking. Yeah, it really is. Dr. Victoria Coates is joining me right now. Um, King Abdullah said to the Palestinians, there'll be no refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt. He was uh, it was a visit to Germany on Tuesday. We have the audio of this. Uh, Let's play that for her, Matt. Cut 17. 
to the King of Jordan. You've just warned um, once again of significant consequences, particularly for civilian lives in the region. What does that mean for Jordanian solidarity? Um, will, would you be prepared to take in more Palestinian refugees? And did you receive pledges of support from the German Chancellor? And Germany um, says that its reason of state is the security of Israel. Germany also has significant military capabilities based in Jordan. Would it be able to draw on that to secure Israel's security? Well, um, thank you, ma'am. I, I think uh, on the first part of the question, on the issues of refugees coming to Jordan, and I think I can quite strongly speak on behalf not only of um, 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 uh, Jordan as a nation, but of uh, our friends in Egypt, that is a red line. Uh, because I think that is the plan by certain of the usual suspects to try and create de facto issues on the ground. No refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt. This is a situation of humanitarian dimension that has to be dealt inside of Gaza and, uh, and, and the West Bank and not to try and push the Palestinian challenge and their future onto other people's shoulders. As for um, your presence of, of, of troops um, in, in Jordan, uh, I think the, the, the German military commitment in Jordan is pointed in another direction, uh, which is very important and I think uh, a question best answered by the Chancellor. Uh, talk to me about refugees and, and, and w what all this means and what it means to the United States of America. Yeah, uh, this, th that literally tells you everything you need to know about Arab support for the Palestinians, mm -hmm. which is there is lots of lip service and uh, lots of anti-American and anti-Israel rhetoric. But in the end, they're not actually going to help anymore. Uh, and same thing with the funding from the Gulf, uh, which is, has largely dried up for the Palestinians because they, they do things like October 7th. And I think all all very pious Muslims were shocked and horrified by that. I've heard from, from any number, you know, this is not my religion. I, I didn't sign up for this. And I think there is a sense of shock through the Islamic world that that this kind of savagery could be on display. And I would say it's it's the very toxic mix of the Palestinians and Iranians that brought that brought that to be. But the fact of the matter is, you know, King Abdullah knows as well as anyone what's likely to be in any large-scale batch of refugees from from West Bank, and I would say President al-Sisi knows as well as anyone what's likely to be in a batch from Gaza, you know, people who are capable of what they did on October 7th. And so, you know, you really wouldn't want to run the risk of wholesale importation of that kind of, of population. And I know there have been various attempts at, at uh, attempts at, at solutions like, you know, prioritizing women and children and, you know, that, you know, trying to take care of those populations. But Abdullah was, was definitive. No, not a one. Uh, they're not coming. So that then, you know, it opens up the question of are there other options? And extraordinarily, there are a lot of people who are eager to welcome them to the United States, think it's our obligation to accept this population and you know the the degree to which that would be painfully dangerous for us i mean we are seeing these you know pro hamas demonstrations across campuses including high school now uh we're seeing you know members of invasions of congress by these people and so i think adding a unvetted you know sort of mass group to that group would be just phenomenally dangerous. And I can't believe anybody thinks it's a good idea to move them so far uh, from, you know, from their, from their homes and where they would presumably wish to go back. Uh, so, so that's just a, a crazy notion. And I think everybody needs to be very, very clear that that is a non-starter. All right, the last, last question I have for you is, uh, and I, I don't know this for a fact, I can't confirm this because she blocked me on Twitter a long time ago, but <laughs> Cher has promised to leave the country if Donald Trump is elected in 2024. Uh, do you think that Cher will make good on her promise to leave the country if Trump wins? This time around, she's, this time she means it. Well, 
Well, I would actually pass a law saying that, you know, that she has to, uh, that she has promised to do so. We are taking her up on that promise and at least pass a resolution expressing that it's the sense of the Congress that this would be in the best interests of the country. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Anybody who can look around the world at the horrific situation that Joe Biden has created uh, and then the potential for more uh, disruption and violence, you know, in the in the final year of his first term, which is hopefully the only term. Uh, and then and then say, oh, I'm going to leave the country if the person who gave us four years of peace, including peace in the Middle East, quite literally, uh, is reelected. So, you know, I, I feel a little sorry for Cher. She's clearly living in an alternative reality. But, you know, if, if people like this don't want to be here. Okay, you know, there are a lot of really good people who do want to come live in the United States. So you can go off and live in whatever socialist dictatorship makes you happy. Uh, And and I'm certainly not going to cry over it. (laughs) Well said. Well said. Uh, And by the way, if she could turn back time, she would go back (laughs) and leave the country. See what I did there? Dr. Victoria Coates, always a pleasure. Uh, go Phils tonight. We're excited. Hopefully we can we can do this. Last night was such a bummer. I mean, was it not? It felt like we were playing the Jets again. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely a, an off game, but, but Matt and I were talking about it. We're optimistic about tonight. So go, Phil. We want to ring some bells tonight. We want to ring some bells. Dr. Victoria Coates from the Heritage Foundation, the Vice President of the Davis Institute for National Security and Foreign Policy. Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Have a great weekend. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All right. All right. Well, listen, we got to talk about Dr. Mike Venaria, great guy, great friend of the show, the master of dental implants and the guy who's going to give you the smile you deserve. Plus, he really stands by our veterans. He does. And that's why um, he's having his free community veterans breakfast coming up on Veterans Day, November 11th. And I would love for you to be there. I'll be there as well. It's a great day to thank you, thank our veterans to salute them and have some free breakfast. And also, uh, it's a free community shredding event as well. So bring all those documents. You don't want to get into the wrong hands. Dr. Venaria is the master of dental implants. And when it comes to a great smile, there's simply no one better. Dental implants are complicated stuff. You want to make sure you're going to the best guy, not the closest guy, the best guy. That's Dr. Mike Venaria. So please, please reach out to him today. By, by going to VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. You will see why people have gone to see him for decades, and they keep coming back. And they travel from all over to see him, including Mama Zioli, who comes from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, to see Dr. Mike Venaria for his great work as well. And he has two offices to serve you, Cinnaminson and Woodbury, New Jersey, right over the bridge. So join us at his Cinnaminson office on Saturday, November the 11th, Veterans Day, to salute our veterans at this free Veterans Day breakfast with Dr. Mike Venaria and his wonderful team. Just go to VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 